What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Sports Betting Podcast with Kof for week one of the college football season. We have a full slate. We started last night. What a game we had between Pittsburgh and West Virginia in the backyard brawl. That was fun to watch. We're going to take a look back at the week zero public betting results. Then we're going to get into our weekly pick which we have 10 games circled on the slate for this week's pick Then, of course, we have our betting previews where we're going to dive into the matchups, take a look at both teams, and then give our picks and predictions slash best bets for the games. We have three betting previews this week. Closing it out, we will have our recipe of the week. And then all there's left for you to do is go out, place your bets, and of course, always get over to CoSports.com and sign up for the VIP membership or the weekend pass to get you on all of our best bets, not only for Saturday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this week. So lots of college football action ahead of us. Let's get right into it. Let's take a look back at week zero in the public betting recap. So this is for the primary slate. So these are the games that most books were offering odds on. Obviously, there were some other games that were not included in these numbers. But going forward, we will take a look at the highest and most publicly bet games each week. So looking back to week zero, favorites went seven and three against the spread. Over-unders, we had four overs, six unders. There were some high-scoring games, and two teams actually covered the over themselves. Shout out to North Carolina and UNLV. What about bad beats? Hmm, any of them come to mind? There was one that was pretty clear down the stretch with the higher power involved, but North Carolina had a touchdown taken off the board in a clear fixation attempt from the referees to prevent them from covering the spread. And I had no money on this game, so no biased opinion, but as an outsider looking in and seeing how it all played out, it seemed like it was an obvious attempt to not allow North Carolina to cover the spread. So take it for what it's worth. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And then another bad beat, which I know a lot of public money was on. Co-Sports Nation, we were included uh, as part of that public money on this one, but it was a self-inflicted bad beat just from bad coaching, bad decisions, and it was Nebraska. They were in full control of the game early on. There was a bad call on a fumble where the knee was definitely down, which cost them a red zone chance, but then... Later on in the game, after going up two scores, taking all of the momentum, Nebraska decided to go for an onside kick, which gave all the momentum back to Northwestern, and they never looked back. The game was never the same after that. And then the defense clearly skipped conditioning and training camp for Nebraska because those boys were gassed. All right, it's time for the week one pick But before we get into that, let's take a look back at the results from week zero. So we went five and two. Obviously, we only picked the games that the sportsbooks had lines up for. Although we only do pick the winners in the pick section. We're not picking against the spread. 
If you want to tune in for our best bets and get picks against the spread, you can check out our VIP picks over on our VIP page at CoSports.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at KOF Sports. But let's get into week one pick em. Still deciding on how the games will be selected for the pick em, but I'm thinking like 10 games a week. You guys can always DM me throughout the week to submit the games that you want to see featured on the Pick'em. Obviously, if I have a game that I really like something on that's going to be part of the VIP picks, I probably won't include it. But uh, no spoiler alerts. Uh, So let's get into it. Week 1 Pick'em. Starting off with an underdog. And it's tonight, Friday night. Don't miss this game. Illinois over Indiana. First underdog of the week. So Illinois looked great last week. They are on a short week, so they played less last Saturday. They're playing tonight, so one less day of preparation and rest for this game. But they looked good. The defense looked great. The game projects to be close. So I'll start our weekend off with an underdog, Illinois over Indiana tonight. Getting on to the Saturday games, Michigan over Colorado State. Good parlay piece there, teaser piece, however you want to play it. North Carolina over Appalachian State looks to be another good game based on the spread, but uh, North Carolina already has a game under their belt. Coastal Carolina over Army, that's going to be a battle, but I got Coastal Carolina coming out on top in that one. North Carolina State over East Carolina. Georgia over Oregon. Arkansas over Cincinnati. Houston over UTSA. Ready for the second underdog of the week. Florida over Utah. Number seven, Utah. Possibly overrated. We'll see how that plays out when they visit the swamp. Come across country on Saturday night. But I got that penciled in for another underdog this week. And then game of the week. Number five against number two. Notre Dame going on the road to play Ohio State. We got the full betting preview on that one coming up, but give me Ohio State over Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have a very good track record against top-tier teams, and we'll get into that when we dive into our betting previews for the week. We have a full breakdown of this game, so you're not going to want to miss it. But that does it for our week one pick Like I said, for next week, week two, hit me up throughout the week. Let me know if you guys have any games that you want to see featured on the Pick'em. First up in our betting previews for this week, we have Houston against University of Texas San Antonio. Houston coming off of a 12-2 season with their two losses coming against Texas Tech and number four Cincinnati, who went on to play in the college football playoff, as we all know. Houston capped their season off with a bowl win over SEC opponent Auburn. Clayton Toon will return for his senior season at quarterback, and he's coming off of a season where he threw 30 touchdowns and ranked 14th in college football with 3,546 passing yards. He can definitely light it up, and he will have a loaded receiving core again this year. Nathaniel Dell will highlight it, who had 90 catches and 12 touchdowns last year. He will definitely be the go-to guy, but they will also have Kashawn Carter, Cody Jackson, and Matthew Golden, who should all play a major role in the offense this year. The O-line returns three starters, but they will need to improve on their pass protection. On the flip side, the defense held opponents to 22 points per game last year, which ranked in the top 30 in college football. Derek Parrish will be back for the Cougars, who cracked the top 100 in tackles for loss last season, and they will have an early season test. Obviously, 
this game is not something they should overlook against UTSA, but also next week against Texas Tech, that'll be a tough one. But a lot of college football experts are circling Houston as a potential Cinderella story, similar to what Cincinnati was last year. UTSA, coming off of a 12-2 season themselves, two losses came against North Texas and San Diego State in the Tropical Smoothie Bowl. Hopefully they got a nice smoothie, at least for participating. They returned 8 of 11 starters on offense that averaged 35.5 points per game last season. They do lose their all-star running back, Sincere McCormick, who was on to the NFL. He's with the Raiders now. He ran for just under 3,000 yards and 26 touchdowns over the last two seasons. But they do have Traylon Smith coming over from Arkansas, who is definitely capable of carrying the workload and making big plays. He did like an Instagram post on the Co-Sports Instagram last year when we hit a player prop of his, so I'll be forever grateful to him. Shout out to Traylon. The O-line should pave the way for him, and they have four starters back. Frank Harris will be back for his fourth year at quarterback, so he knows the offense, and he's coming off of a season where he threw 27 touchdowns to just six interceptions. He has returning studs at wide receiver, including Zachary Franklin, Joshua Cephas, and DeCorian Clark, who those three combined for 82% of the receiving production for the Roadrunners last year. So they should be clicking on all cylinders again this year. The defense allowed 26.5 points per game, but it didn't really matter because the offense was so good. However, they allowed 45 to North Texas and 38 to San Diego State in their two losses. Definitely a red flag. Another red flag here is the weak link for this UTSA defense, which is defending the pass. They ranked 116 out of 130 last year and allowed 275 passing yards per game. I think that is going to be a problem for them this week against Houston and this high-powered Houston offense. Um, that, that's the biggest factor to look at when betting this game. The spread has moved from four and an, to from four to four and a half. Houston's obviously favored, and betters are definitely buying in on Houston not only for this week but for the season. The over/under is set at sixty-one and a half, but I think if you're looking to play the over, you might as well focus on the Houston team total. DraftKings has it at thirty-three and a half right now. It's hard not to like that over when you see that UTSA allowed thirty-eight, forty-one, and forty-five in their final three games last year. They also allowed four. 46 earlier in the season last year to Western Kentucky, who had a very lethal passing attack. I think the Houston D can definitely make stops. They did rank number one in third down defense last year. So I think that, as well as the weak link of the UTSA defense defending the pass, that's just going to be too much for them to overcome. And I think Houston will win this game. I also think they will cover, but I think the best bet in this game is the Houston team total for them to go over 33 and a half. Next up in our betting previews of the week is Miami, Ohio against Kentucky. Kentucky comes in ranked number 20 in the preseason poll coming off of a 10 and three season. They had a tough stretch in the middle of last season where they lost three games in a row, but that did come against three very good opponents. Georgia, who obviously went on to win the national championship, Mississippi State and Tennessee. Tough stretch there. 
Will Levis has a lot of hype around him this season. He's projected to be a top 10 pick in next year's NFL draft. He threw 24 touchdowns and 13 interceptions last year and threw for 2,826 passing yards. He also ran for nine touchdowns. So you'd like to see him cut down on those turnovers. So look for that this year. This Wildcats offense scored 32 points per game last season, and they shouldn't have any problem putting up that number and then some against Mac opponent Miami, Ohio this week. The Kentucky defense was very good last year as well. They held opponents to 22 points per game. Looking at Miami of Ohio, they went 1-3 and three in non-conference regular season games last year, and they were absolutely throttled by 35 points against the only top 25 team that they faced. Anytime that I see an SEC team playing a Mac school, my eyes light up, and that's exactly how I'm feeling about this game this week. Kentucky should win big and cover the 16.5 point spread. And if you're looking for the scouting report on Will Levis, here it is. All right, game of the week, Saturday night, number five, Notre Dame visiting number two, Ohio State, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on ABC. And there's hype on both sides. Everyone's excited. It's week one of college football. But in reality, the spread is 17 and a half. What we're going to do here in this video today is take a look at each team, preview both teams, and then get into the prediction and see if it's really going to be as good of a game as some people think. Ohio State is the home team, so they will have a large number of fans in that stadium that holds 104,000 people. Tickets are going for $400 for the last row. If you are trying to go to the game or any game, be sure to check out Score Big for all of your football ticket needs. Today's prediction, Notre Dame versus Ohio State, is officially brought to you by Score Big. So check them out. So let's get into the previews for both teams, starting with number five, Notre Dame. So they have new head coach Marcus Freeman coming in after Brian Kelly left for LSU and somehow developed a Southern accent overnight. That's another story, but Freeman brings in a lot of hype and hopefully getting this Notre Dame program to the top. That, that's the hopes around uh, South Bend. But anyway, Notre Dame went 11-1 and last season in the regular season. Then they lost in the Fiesta Bowl. Jack Cohn is out, and Tyler Buckner will be the starting quarterback for the Irish offense this season. And although you won't see the same kind of throws that Cohn was making last year, Buckner has potential to make explosive plays with his legs. So he should be fun to watch. As far as targets go for Buckner, tight end Michael Mayer will be a big target for him. He caught 71 passes for 840 yards plus seven touchdowns last season, and he will be going in the first round of the NFL draft next year. The one thing that Notre Dame will need to improve on this year will be the running game. They had their worst season since 2010 last year, so there will be a lot of focus on improving the running game. And then on the flip side, Marcus Freeman is going to preach it, but it's going to be defense. Giving up 37 points like Notre Dame did in the Fiesta Bowl last year will not be good enough to make the college football playoff or make it or even get in and make any noise when they have to play Alabama in the first round. So they do project to be good at every level, but I feel like they project to be good at every level every year. And then we see how that plays out when they play some of these top ranked teams. So 
The challenge is right in front of them Saturday night. They get to go up against the number one rated offense from a season ago. So let's get into that number one rated offense preview. Ohio State Buckeyes coming in with QB CJ Stroud back. And he comes into this season as the preseason favorite to win the Heisman. And for good reason. Here's the crazy stat. In the two losses for Ohio State last year, C.J. Stroud still averaged 439 passing yards. Let me repeat that. In the two losses that Ohio State had last year, C.J. Stroud averaged 439 passing yards. That's a crazy stat. Defense, be better. <laughs> so coming into this year, or still looking back at last year real quick, so he had three interceptions in his first three games, one each. But then as the season went on, he seemed to get more comfortable. Obviously, he was lighting it up, throwing for uh, a ton of yards. But still, he only threw three interceptions in his final nine games of the season. So coming into this year, it's not like we're expecting him to take a leap. But it's more of a lofty expectation of what we are going to see from him. And for good reason. So two of his top receivers are on to the NFL with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, but he still has Jackson Smith Najigba, who had 95 catches and nine touchdowns last season. And then Trayvon Henderson and Mion Williams will be able to make plays out of the backfield when they have their number called. But I do think we are going to see a lot of air attack and light it up with CJ Stroud's arm and the receiving cord that he has in place, the weapons around him. So look for that. And then on defense, they do have talent at every position. But like we said, if your quarterback is going to throw for 439 yards, you should be winning the goddamn football game. <laughs> so they allowed 45 points against Utah in the Rose Bowl and 42 points against Michigan in the game that ultimately cost them their playoff berth last year. So going to be some pressure on the defense to be, you know, not tremendously better, just a little better. If your quarterback is throwing for 439 yards, you're probably scoring a lot of points. If your offense is averaging 45 points, 40-plus points a game, you should be winning the game. It's simple as that, especially if you're Ohio State. So look for that. Look for the defense to focus on having a better season this go-around. They do have a couple matchups out there that are circled where, you know, we'll see how this Notre Dame offense is, but I do think there's potential for the, the defense to have a get-right game out of the gate and then kind of roll with that momentum. So looking at the odds on this game brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, Ohio State is favored by 17.5 points. Over-under is set at 59.5. Let me get my swig before we get into this. Notre Dame versus Ohio State prediction. What's going to happen? The stat that sticks out to me when looking at this matchup is that Notre Dame is 2-13 in their last 15 games against top-ranked, top 10-ranked opponents, not just top-ranked, top 10-ranked top opponents. A Notre Dame fan will come out and defend the team and say, yeah, but those losses didn't come by 18 points, looking at the spread. Hey, and you know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover. But looking a little deeper... Those 13 losses that Notre Dame has suffered in their last 15 games against top 10 opponents, those 13 losses have come by an average of 15.4 points per game. So not far off from where the spread is at. And whether you like it or not, the trends show that Notre Dame cannot hang with the big dogs in recent history. 
it is what it is. I'm not a Notre Dame hater. I'm sure I'll get a ton of shit from a lot of my buddies who are Notre Dame fans. That's fine. But I'm the kind of guy that rides the trends until a team can prove me wrong. And I know there's a lot of hype on Notre Dame coming into this season and coming into this game Saturday night. But I just don't think they can hang around with the Ohio State offense that is going to light it up. I don't think we're going to see this Notre Dame defense might be good this season, but right off the bat, coming up against an offense that averaged 45 points per game last season, I don't see Notre Dame putting up those kind of points and hanging around. So what am I going to say? Uh, sorry, Notre Dame fans. And I'm not an Ohio State fan either, so don't get it twisted. This is me strictly an outsider who focuses on the trends, the numbers, and this is what I see. And I just don't think Notre Dame can hang with another big dog, which I do think Ohio State is a big dog, rightfully so, ranked at number two coming into the season. So what do we have here? Official prediction, Ohio State wins by three scores, 37-17. to 17. That's it. If you want to get our best bets for this Saturday, get over to cosports.com slash shop. We will have our VIP picks up there as well as some single game plays that you can get your hands on, whether it's player props, parlays, teasers, team totals, picks against the spread. It's going to be a good weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed the prediction. Be sure to tune in to all of our predictions that will be coming up on the sports betting podcast with Kofi every single Friday for college football this season. So tune in. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate you watching. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. I appreciate all of your support. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the game. And leave a comment below if you are on YouTube or leave a review if you're listening to the podcast. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I know what I'm going to hear from you Notre Dame fans and from you Ohio State fans, but uh, let, let's get the chitter-chatter going. That's what football is all about, being able to entertain each other and talk trash back and forth about each other's teams. So thanks for watching. Until next time. It's time for the recipe of the week. Last week we went with smoked corned beef and we made Reuben sandwiches. They came out amazing, delicious. We are 1-0 on recipes of the week. Going for 2-0 this week and up on the agenda is smoked pulled pork. You can utilize the pulled pork for so many different things. So let's get into how to make it and how to use it. How are you going to eat it? First off, ingredients. A five pound or larger pork shoulder. You can get that at your local grocery store or meat market. For this seasoning, you're going to go with brown sugar, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, salt, pepper, and cayenne pepper. And of course, you're going to want to have your favorite barbecue sauce or sauces if you do like to mix a couple of sauces together to come up with the secret sauce. Now, make sure you're not applying the sauce until after you smoke your pork butt. All right, so let's get into the steps here. First things up, you're going to take your pork out you are gonna trim off as much of the excess fat as possible. Then you're gonna season it with that brown sugar, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, salt, pepper, cayenne pepper. Go outside, set your smoker to 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Place the pork shoulder fat side up directly on the grate in your smoker and smoke until the internal temperature reaches 160 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Typically, this is going to take anywhere between three and five hours, depending on the climate that you're cooking in. But we are still in September, so still pretty warm across the country. So you shouldn't have to worry about losing temp or anything. So once you reach the internal temp of 160 on the pork, take the pork off of the smoker and then you're gonna double wrap it in aluminum foil. This is gonna help you continue to finish the cook in a timely manner and help the pork butt hold the heat. So once you do a double wrap of aluminum foil, return the pork to the smoker, fat side up, and let it smoke until the internal temperature reaches 204 degrees Fahrenheit. Once you reach that level, you're gonna pull the pork off of the smoker and shred it with either bear claws or a beater. You can add your favorite barbecue sauce or sauces. You can split it in half in two different mixing bowls, or I like to use the, the foil pans to mix up the sauce. Um, and then you can enjoy in various ways. So you can put it in a sandwich. You can put it in a taco. You can make a fat-ass plate of nachos. You can put it in mac and cheese, or you could use it as a topping on your pizza. So Tons of different ways to make it, but I'm gonna put a little challenge out there. Anyone who tags me on Instagram or Twitter with a picture of your recipe of the week, your pulled pork, no matter how you're using it, just tag me in it. Let me know that you're enjoying it in some way, shape, or form watching the games, and I will hook you up with a free weekend pass for our football picks that you will have to cash in at any point in the football season. So tag me, Instagram, Twitter, with a picture of your pulled pork, and you'll have a chance to cash in on a free weekend in the future. One thing that I do want to call out that is extremely important, no matter if you have guests over and the pressure's on to finish the pork and make sure that it gets up to that 204, be patient. Do not turn the temperature of the smoker up. Don't try to cook it faster. Don't pull it early because if you do, it's not going to be as good as if you follow the steps and cook it at the correct temperature for the correct amount of time and reach that 204 internal temp. That's really going to be where it really just falls off the bone and you're able to shred it nice and easy. And it is easy to chew whether you have it in a sandwich, a taco, mac and cheese, nachos, or on a pizza. So, Start early, you know, start it early and don't rush it. Don't cut any corners. It's well worth the wait. That's going to do it for our college football week one episode. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as well as CoSports.com. CoSports has provided sports betting information, stats, and analysis since 2015. And we have gone 60% across all sports since then in over 5,000 lifetime plays. My goal here is to entertain you guys and provide information that's going to help you with your bets. I'm not one of these handicappers that you'll see on social media who claims that they never lose because the reality is if you're going to bet on sports, you're going to win and you're going to lose. But you can win a lot more than you lose. That's my mindset and that's my strategy to help you guys profit week after week, month after month, and year after year. Check out the VIP pick options at CoSports.com. We have affordable membership options 
for all size betters. And also, I'm always looking to help you guys get free money where you can. Hit me up if you are looking for sportsbook bonuses, whether you're in a state with legal sports betting or you're in a state that is still waiting to legalize the sports betting. I have different sportsbooks that I know of where I can get you free sign-up bonuses, which essentially will give you free money. And then I hope if I help you out and get you free money that you'll give me a try and try my picks out and win more money. So thank you guys for listening. We will be back next Thursday for our NFL week one episode. So be sure to tune in for that. And then next Friday, we will have our college football week two episode. Until then, appreciate you guys listening. Have a great long weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the food if you are trying out this week's recipe of the week. And like I said, If any of this information has helped you with your bets for this weekend, please do me a favor in return and tell your friends, tell your family about the podcast so I can continue to grow my audience. As always, guys, thank you. And until next time, Kof signing out.